Today is Friday, October 14th, 2022. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. The billion dollar Alex Jones verdict and its impact on free speech. We'll have that story and more on today's podcast. We're bringing you news from a Christian perspective. Like, subscribe, share it with a friend, give us a rating, all that good stuff. Let's get through the news of the crate together. Trey Gons Phillips, Billy Hallowell, joining me as always on this Friday, guys. What's going on? How are you? This week zoomed by. As so always. Fast. Right? Yep. Right. right. They always fly, but another week in the bag. It's just crazy that what, like, we're almost to mid October ish at this point. I feel like the year just started. Is it just me? I, I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't yeah. know. I mean, what, one week closer to the rapture. <laughs> <laughs> Always the way Billy's looking at things. You gotta, you gotta love it. The countdown to the rapture. You and Harold camping. But coming up, coming up on the main thing today, Alex Jones is staring down unprecedented. I mean, a billion dollars for his Sandy Hook conspiracy theories. Uh, but will the ruling have an impact on speech going forward? We're going to have that conversation. Uh, on the main thing today. But first, we're going to look at the news in 90 seconds. Is the FBI broken beyond repair after recent raids on pro-lifers while having no arrests on the 60-plus attacks on crisis pregnancy centers, along with the raid on a former president and the revelation of offering a million dollars to push the Russian collusion story, some are calling for the FBI to be completely dismantled. Well, CBN's Dale Hurd took a closer look at the FBI's scandal-ridden history from the bloody series at Ruby Ridge and Waco to the Russian collusion story. That's all part of Dale's story. You can check that out over at CBN.com. And Daily Wire's Candace Owens reported last night that Kanye West was officially kicked out of J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. The move comes presumably after West made some anti-Semitic remarks on Twitter. Many have expressed concerns that while West's comments were reprehensible, banks removing customers over speech is a chilling trend. And those are just some of the stories you can check out over at CBNnews.com today. That is uh, quite the story there, what's going on. Uh, it seems to be a trend and, and Kanye West is the latest target. And Aside from the individuals and the things they said, regardless of that, this trend to sort of use, I mean, basic things of society that services that you need, these are not like frivolous things, a bank that you can't use now because of something you said. There are a lot of people who are concerned about this. Well, and they should be because at what point does it become, and obviously what Kanye is saying has nothing to do with this, but somebody is speaking the truth and somebody doesn't like it. Somebody is talking about right. faith or saying there are only two genders and suddenly you can't have a bank account. I mean, it seems right. like this seems not legal. And if it is legal, that seems like a major problem to not allow people to participate in basic societal needs. Yeah. And I think we're really in a dangerous place with Kanye specifically because we're walking this line of he he's may have some mental health problems and this might be the the result of it so people are well let's just dismiss everything he says because he has mental health issues and then let's also make fun of him because he has mental health issues and do this and it just is like you can't i don't know you can't have your cake and eat it too so it's this this cultural move to address 
mental illness. But then when it's somebody we don't like with mental illness, then in that case, we can make fun of them for it. And I just, uh, you know, and ostracize them for it like the bank is doing it. I, I don't know. I'm just not comfortable with the way that we're addressing really anything that has to do with Kanye. And then obviously this issue in general, like you were saying, Billy, is just problematic for everybody, regardless of your opinion. PayPal and MailChimp. And we were seeing multiple examples of this. And when they use these sort of blanket, sort of vague rules, uh, this is what social media does to censor. They say, well, you violated our terms of service on hate speech or on misinformation to threaten people, to shut them up, to silence them. Uh, it just, uh, it's a very troubling trend. And, and I don't know, they start with something like Alex Jones is, a, is someone that is an easy target, right? Alex Jones d pushing a lot of conspiracy theories. You start there, but that's not where it ends. It never ends there. No, no, and it never ends there. And I think, you know, for a country built on the First Amendment, it's first for a reason. We, again, we talked about this, you know, this week. We are clearly very lost and confused about what it means to allow people to have freedom, even freedom to have terrible ideas and say yeah. terrible things. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, like I've said before, like we've all said before, that if you are only interested in protecting the speech that you like, then you are not for free speech. I mean, right. that's just the, right. that's just the reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%, 100%. All right, well, um, let's head into our next story here. And we've got Vanessa Hutchins, who's making headlines again. This time it involves witchcraft, which means, I mean, a, we're on a Billy story here, I think, if it involves witchcraft. I'm just saying, this is, I mean, do you have a problem with this being labeled your beat, the witchcraft and demon no, beat? Okay. I'm, I'm here for it. It's yeah. his wheelhouse. Okay. It's his wheelhouse. I'm just, I want to let the audience know that because we know that those of us who work and uh, love Billy every day, uh, we, we know that he's on the demon beat. So, but seriously, this is, it's insane that this stuff is honestly, it's sad that we have to actually have a beat for it but yeah. it's true because it's happening so often what happened here yeah it's being normalized right so what you have here is a situation where vanessa hudgens is reportedly upping the ante on her infatuation with the supernatural uh, she's coming out with a film this is going to be a 90 minute voyage into the supernatural and basically this isn't like something from a christian perspective this is an infatuation with witchcraft from what we understand it's a film that is going to document her journey with one of her friends to salem massachusetts they're going to learn about witchcraft and try to track down ghosts and when you actually dig into what the producers that the production company um Buna mary murray productions the head of that company said they've been doing little spells since they were kids and they just really are just really interested in that world. And so this is a very, from what we understand, real thing for this actress, right? And we're seeing very real infatuation with witchcraft in general in our culture um, as we sort of move away from, from Christianity. So what do you think is most alarming about, about this particular one that she's doing? I think it's alarming. Again, you have a Disney, a former Disney star who has this massive fan base, right? Who is, and, and we've sort of seen this happen with other Disney stars who is now entering into this realm. There's obviously concern for her, you know, and, and what she's engaging in, but, but also the culture. This says a lot about our culture that one of the biggest production companies for reality TV is coming in here and saying, oh, you know what? We need to actually make a documentary, hmm. you know, praising this essentially. Yeah. So what just quickly scripture, I mean, obviously you can't give a full breakdown here, but, but how does this sort of, you know, how does scripture inform us on this, these issues? 
I mean, scripture is so painfully clear on these issues that, I mean, it basically, you go to Leviticus 19.31, do not turn to mediums, <laughs> do yeah. not seek them out, do not make yourself unclean by them, and that's God speaking. Um, this is seen throughout scripture. Nowhere in scripture is this seen as a gift or something that is a positive thing. It is always witchcraft, all of it, sorcery, stay away from it, both in the new and the Old Testaments. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because it's a thing in the Bible, right? Like there are mediums, there are, I mean, even you see Moses and, you know, when, when God's putting the plagues in and everything, the sorcerers at that time could replicate to some extent some of it, but not all of it, obviously, to God's power. My point is in the Bible that it is a thing. This happened throughout history. Oh, yeah, totally. And, I, you know, I think... The crazy thing to me about this is the connection that I actually think it has to the sexual revolution that we're going through mm. is we have this obsession with our culture of taking the abnormal and making it normal in some way, like uh, sexuality of, of, of young kids deciding, oh, I'm actually a boy trapped in a girl's body or vice versa. And then instead of giving them treatment and explaining to them, no, actually, this is the truth. We start to say, well, yeah, you're right. You should act like this and you should embrace that. And then we have Vanessa Hudgens saying, well, when I was a little kid, I saw these things and I experimented with this thing and I played this game or whatever. And now we're saying, yeah, that wasn't actually a game. That was totally real. We should completely embrace that and dive into it. I think it's just this overall thrust of our culture to take what's crazy and what is absolutely counter uh, to truth and pass it off as truth, which is scripturally what we're told is going to happen, right? It's the gospel of the self, right? Which interestingly is what Satanism is. All of these things that we're talking about in culture, they're the direct result of kicking God out and making the self the centerpiece. Interesting information there. Billy, thanks for bringing us that story. I want to go into the main thing now. And Alex Jones, he's staring down some unprecedented fines, nearly a billion dollars for his Sandy Hook conspiracy theories that he went with on air. But will the ruling have an impact on speech going forward? Well, I spoke with Blaze TV host and once a former target of Jones himself, Stu Bergier, on today's Main Thing. So, Stu, Alex Jones gets this huge judgment against him, a billion dollars. We'll get into the amount in a minute, but I want to start with what he actually did, because there's a lot of debate going on back and forth about this. But but what did he do that warranted uh, this decision? Yeah, I, I think it's important, first of all, to think about the actual families and what happened here. I mean, we've had a lot of these tragedies over the years where terrible things have happened sometimes with guns, sometimes other ways. Uh, I think the Sandy Hook thing stands out to me as perhaps the worst one we've ever experienced. And we lose sight of these things after time, but it's like because of the the age of the children involved, he came in just cold-blooded, killed all these children. It really, it's hard to imagine the impossible position the parents are are put into of, of how you'd go on from that. And then for this to be extended, we shouldn't downplay or uh, misunderstand how terrible this was for them. After these parents go through these horrible tragedies, they are set with years and years and years of conspiracy theorists coming after them with you know, no evidence and uh, making them relive this on almost a daily basis. Many of them were faced with threats and all sorts of things. Understandable to, to look at this and say, what they went through deserves an incredible amount of money. The question, though, is whether the amount of money uh, we're talking about here 
makes any sense at all, especially as to who is being asked to pay it. Yeah. Alex Jones, yes, he he went on uh, his program, and yes, he talked about conspiracy theories, as he does all the time. Many of them had absolutely no evidence whatsoever, but he is a public commentator, and he seemingly believed these things at the time. And it's important, I think, to, to make sure that while we can all be outraged as to how, what happened and how this went down for these parents, you also have to look at what is the appropriate mechanism uh, for justice. And I don't think this was appropriate. And he was, I mean, to be clear, you, you mentioned the conspiracy theories. I mean, he was saying that the beginning, at least, that this didn't happen and that they were crisis actors. Is that essentially what he was claiming in his conspiracy theory? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he, he did say some of those things. It's, it's interesting, though. We know we, we've gone through uh, many, many years of uh, being on the other side of Alex Jones's criticisms at times, uh, Dan, from back in the day. And it's interesting because, I, you know, I'm no fan of Alex Jones. I don't think what he does is valuable. I'm old enough to remember when he was considered a figure on the left, when mm. he was saying that George W. Bush was responsible right. for 9-11 and 9-11 was an inside job. And he really was the father of that conspiracy theory. That was basically his invention. And that's kind of how he rose to prominence. I don't think that's even close to the case with Sandy Hook. I mean, he did, because he is a conspiracy theorist and a guy who covers conspiracies on a show, referenced it, had guests on about it. It was a big topic in that community, sadly. But, like, it's a, I, if, he owes, if he owes this much money to Sandy Hook victims, I can't imagine what he owes to 9-11 victims. Yeah. Uh, because that was really his focus. So I think he did a few shows, and they, pull, they extracted some clips where he said things that were wrong. He later apologized for them. But like to, to act as if this was the the driving force be, behind his media empire is, I think, a fallacy. And you get to this billion dollar number, and it, how in the way? I mean, is this just like a statement thing? I mean, they don't think he's actually going to be able to pay a billion dollars. I mean, but, so why why the big numbers? Is it just to make a statement that hey, you know, people shouldn't be engaging in this sort of content online? I think that is a big part of it. I, I think it, it's a, it does a couple things. First of all, it's a billion dollars. That includes the Texas lawsuit and the, uh, the, the Connecticut lawsuit. But there's also a whole other round of punishment from that same Connecticut lawsuit that's coming his way and a whole separate mm. suit uh, uh, on him in Connecticut. And that's just for starters. So this, is gonna, this number is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger from here. I think it's such a dramatic big number in a way to uh, send a message to uh, – and, and you could argue this in, in both, on both sides – to send a message to, to people to say, hey – don't participate in terrorizing families of, 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 of grieving parents. Like, I, okay. I, you could say that's, that's, that would be their stated reason, right? right? Don't, don't follow down the Alex Jones path uh, or this could happen to you. I think there's another part of this too, which is much more political and why the media is cheering it on so much because we've seen this before. We know what the, what progressives will do when it comes to speech that they don't like. And in this case, it's, it, it, it's an easy example because we all don't like the speech. Right. We all think uh, that this is horrific. But think about how the media and the left talks about conservative values. They treat Alex Jones the exact same way that they treat National Review. Mm, yeah. And we get down this road far enough, they will use these same tactics to go over every conservative broadcaster. If you, if you like lower taxes – then you're going to be on the other side of one of these things eventually if this continues to work for them. Yeah, yeah, and Christians as well. I mean, you see this move towards uh, kind of labeling a lot of just standard Christian beliefs 
as hate speech because there's two areas that seem to be a focus right now of you know left leaning you know power levers you know in in censorship with big tech and everything else where it's misinformation and hate speech now those are big vague umbrellas and uh, to your point here in the Alex Jones case um, they like to put all of these things under that umbrella because it seems to be a pattern on the left of um, rather than engaging in some of these ideas, trying to silence them. Yeah, I mean, I, I on my show, I tend to look at things through the political lens more often, but I think it's even more vivid if you look through it through the faith lens. Uh, you know, I think average Christians who hold basic biblical values are targeted all the time yeah. with this stuff. And it is, you know, it's foundational to the, the effort of the other side to, to sink this because, you know, you know, political parties, people stand up, they, they, they go away, things change, views change. But the problem when you're trying to overturn a society and the fundamental values of that society are people who fundamentally believe something and will not move off of that position. You know, a lot of politicians you've seen move on some of these kind of uh, culture, uh, cultural issues over the years. You know, the fact that Christians don't makes them a large problem to a, a disturbing group of people. Yeah. So where, where do you see this going, Stu? I mean, again, the, the ridiculous amount that obviously I, I don't know that anyone, most people aside from um, Bill Gates could pay a billion dollar Elon Musk. Alex Jones, what do what do you expect to see from this point forward as this case plays out? Well, look, I think he's going to get hit with a lot more money. They're going to keep coming after him. They can come after him in a civil fashion as well after this for even more money. And I think they want to send this, you know, this this message that it's do violate uh, whatever speech rule we're talking about, and they're going to punish you into the ground. You're never going to be able to recover. But I think we have to step back as a society and think about what we're doing here. You know, if I if I say um, uh, if I get very angry and I do a rant about how the McRib sandwich should not be a temporary uh, issue at McDonald's, a temporary sandwich uh, should not come. I agree. And go. I agree. Be, by the way, <laughs> you agree. I do. You'd be on my side on this. Yeah. One. Uh, the, the, the McRib must exist in all McDonald's every single day. This is something we need to fight for. This is terrible. I can make that rant. If someone decides to go into a McDonald's with a gun and threaten the manager to give them a McRib, that's not on me. The person who should be charged with this is the person who actually did it. And what we saw in the, in the trial was this constant uh, refrain of really terrible things that happened to these parents. Awful. They were threatened. They were harassed. They were made to be just miserable and relive the the death of their little children over and over again. All horrible things. But no one accused Alex Jones of of going to one of these guys' houses and doing this. No one accused him of that. They just accused him of talking about it and even to his own point, being wrong about it. Yeah. He was wrong about it. Uh, But we need to make sure that if someone's making threats, that person is the person who's being punished. Not the not a broadcaster who is completely wrong on this issue, but also has the right to free speech, um, even if he is completely wrong. Yeah, yeah, very interesting because that is a it's a slippery slope to go down that road. You see them in the January six hearings are trying to make similar arguments with Trump and his words, and then the actions 
of those who you know went in and stormed the Capitol. So we're going to have to leave it there, Stu. Appreciate you uh, stopping by and breaking down this story for a few minutes. Where uh, where where can everybody go if they want to see more of uh, the Stu programs? Uh, we're on Blaze TV. Uh, we're on podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Stu Does America. would uh, appreciate you subscribing. You can check it out at stewdoesamerica.com. All right. Well, we have time for just one last thing today, and we are going to head over, Billy, to Romans 12.10. Yeah, it's interesting in light of what we're talking about, the gospel of the self, because this verse says, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. Like Mm -hmm. what a countercultural verse in light of what we were just talking about and in light of where our culture is today. Yeah. And we, I think we mentioned it yesterday that we're so self-focused, we're so self-centered and uh, it, it's a great reminder because we, we've got to think outward. I mean, it really does change everything. If if you can picture everyone thinking outwardly about others first, it's it's that's a radical concept. Yeah. You know, I think our culture tempts us to stand and, and to walk around and say whatever, as if we're just surrounded by mirrors that are reflecting ourselves <laughs> yeah. back to us. Uh, because every all of these things, like if you read the the story that Billy wrote uh, on this Vanessa Hudgens uh, thing that we just broke down on faithwire.com, uh, so many of her comments uh, are about the self and like, well, it's, it's good for me to do this because of how it benefited me and yada, yada, yada. And I think with sexuality, we do the same thing. It's how does this benefit me? How does this make me feel. Uh, and obviously the scripture and God tells us to pull ourselves out yeah. of ourselves essentially. Right. And to put others first, uh, of course, right after him. So such a countercultural message, but a good reminder for us as believers, because none of us get it right all the time. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's a great spot to leave it here on this Friday. And as always, you can head over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. You're just not going to get that many other places. You know, the Christian view. So we're glad you're here. We'll be praying for you and that you have a great weekend. And what Lord willing and that creek don't rise. We'll see you back here next week. God bless. God bless.